Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We welcome you in for another edition of our Warriors Weekly Podcast for 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz. And uh, Steiny, uh, when we were setting up, hey, we're going to do this podcast. We're recorded on Friday morning. I'm thinking Warriors and Pacers. There's not going to be much to talk about coming off of that game. Well, it turns out there's actually a ton to talk about coming off of that game because the Warriors lost. And not only did the Warriors lose, but you had Steve Kerr coming out basically saying he stunk last night and took all the blame. You had nobody able to make a shot other than Steph Curry. Uh, you had uh, the, the, the age-old debate about do you foul when you're up three late? The Warriors don't do that. Then they get burned by that. And also... Last night was the first time where I think you could make a case. Hey, Clay Thompson wasn't playing well, maybe didn't deserve to finish that game in regulation. Gary Payton, the second, was playing well, but yet Clay Thompson gets his minutes, and then Payton hardly sees the floor in the final five minutes plus the overtime. I'm just going to throw those things at you. There's probably three or four other ones, and, and just – you take it wherever you want to take it, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, I didn't expect anything to come out of this game, to tell you the truth. Uh, I just figured they were going to handle the Pacers. I almost felt like, and you, you've used it, that Carlisle punted on the game after they'd beaten the Lakers the night before. He was probably looking at it like, I'll, I'll, I'll take getting out of here at one and one. Um i tell you, the one thing that I thought of is something that you didn't even bring up, really. But to me, it just stands out. And that this team is just not the same without Draymond Green. Uh, I saw a stat, J.D. They're 42-41 and 41 without Draymond over the last, whatever, six, eight years. That's dramatic. And that's a 500 team, obviously. And, you know... When you talk about Draymond Green, you talk about a great defensive player who makes plays on that end of the floor that like have tangible positive results. And then he guarantees kind of like he steps security blanket on offense, knows how to get him the ball, uh, knows what to do when Curry's overplayed. And I just think you start looking at this team and they, they need everybody. You know, I, I think, like, they have no shot without Draymond Green. But I also think they have no shot without Kevon Looney at this point. And they have no shot without Wiggins. 
so I, I just think they're, they're kind of fragile right now. And that's the way it is without Draymond Green. You know, every time it's almost like you see more of his value when he doesn't play. And I thought that was the case last night. Yeah, it, it's everywhere. I mean, it's it's defensively, but I also think he makes a few momentum changing plays in games that turn into big runs, meaning a defensive stop where he pushes it and finds Curry. Or, or to your point about Curry, it, when Curry's at his best, there's a stretch in a game where he just takes it over, and a lot of him taking it over is the rhythm of the game finding him. And so much of the rhythm of the game finding him is Draymond in transition or Draymond in a half court set, getting the ball and just turning and dribbling, you know, dribble handoff, flipping it to him. And he takes a three that he hits. And all of a sudden that three turns into a couple of threes and it turns into a run and you win a game like, like last night against the Pacers where, and you didn't play well, but you know what? There was that extra 12-2 run to where you won by eight, and you know maybe some people are thinking you should have won by 28, but you still won, and right. then you move on to the next night. The Warriors are finding through this stretch here without Draymond that it's, it's hard to get through that slog of a game every other night, even against some some lesser opponents, and win at the clip that they're used to winning at. Yeah, I mean, I it's funny because you can go deep inside, and you know how come how come Peyton didn't play more last night, and you know why was JTA on the floor? But to me, the big issue is if if you look at this team. Among Curry, Poole, and Clay Thompson, and I get Clay's only played six or seven games, whatever it is, those guys just aren't shooting it well. And for, for their standards, I mean, you got Curry shooting 42% and 38 from three. I want to say Poole's down to 33% from three, something like that. Clay's at 30%. Again, I know he just came back, but it's like this team's not shooting well. Like their good shooters are not shooting the ball well. So the question is, well, they just, you know, is it just, you know, months and months of just kind of struggling or is something more at play here? And I'm not sure what the answer is. I think they're going to sh- shoot better, but I'm not sure they're going to be able to shoot well enough to, you know, to, to, to go all the way. I mean, I, there, there's, and I, I also saw a stat, JD, that three point shooting this year is lower than it has been in any other year in the last 20 plus, but one. So the three point shot is being defended better. It, 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 it has to be, or it's either being defended better or they're letting a little more go out there in terms of contact, which is affecting shots. But the, the Warriors, their bread and butter is knocking down threes off ball movement and they're just not making threes. They've had a ton of games in the last 10 where they're Nine for 42, 11 for 39, you know, those kind of games. And they don't, they don't have a lot of those. Well, and they're also still a team that's, that's hell bent on shooting more threes compared to right. the, the, the last couple of years. And I think part of it, not to get too far in the weeds on why the shooting is down, but I, I do think part of it is they're not calling as many, uh, when they took some of the, the BS fouls out on the perimeter. It, it 
what that would do is I think it would panic a lot of teams and a lot of defenders into, well, you don't want to foul the three-point shooter, so you're just going to give a little bit to where those shots are a little bit more open because so many of those fouls are coming. And now they're, they're just they're not letting the offensive player, the shooter, get away with as much. And I think it's just it's allowing more of an even playing field out there. And it's it's leading to to a, a lower percentage. I also think part of it, Steiny, is is probably the fact that you know teams are shooting more, and and the more you shoot, you'd think that the percentage would 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 obviously go down. I want to get to Wiggins and Poole specifically because I think they're related to Clay Thompson, and then we can get into Peyton and all all the rest of it. But Wiggins hasn't been the same player since Clay Thompson has come back. Pool minus a game here or there, maybe one game total since Clay's been back, hasn't been the same player that he was. I mean, at what point does that become a concern? Because I mean, Clay just he shoots a lot and he should shoot a lot. And it just it's taken Wiggins, I think, specific. And we can get in, let's get into both of them, but let's start with Wiggins. Like it's made it easier I think for Wiggins to float and not know when to be aggressive and so he's having a few more of those games where you don't notice that he's out there I mean yeah I, and here's the thing and listen Clay, Clay Thompson's obviously a, a monster player when it comes to the Warriors and their history and their championships and all that but it's per 36 minutes. And two years ago, he averaged 19 shots per 36 minutes. That was the most in his career. This year, in the, in the games he's played, he's averaging over 24 shots per 36 minutes. I mean, he is – the bottom line is he is absolutely positively taking shots away from guys when he's on the floor. Should be okay. Problem is he's not making shots. And and I think you brought this up last week. You know, how does Clay look? Oh, he looks pretty good. You know, jumper looks smooth. He seems to be moving out without any pain. He's, uh, you know, he doesn't seem to be scared at all. None of that matters if he can't make a shot. And right and right now he he can't make a shot. And and I think this is where Wiggins' personality is. Even though he's been on this team two or two years or whatever it is, he's never played with with Clay before, and there's got to be just something with Wiggins where he's like, "I got to let this guy." You know, this is Clay Thompson, all right, and he's coming back after two years, so I'm he, I'm going to defer to him and and just not be as aggressive. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play off him, and and the reality is Clay hasn't been making a lot of plays for anybody else, and he hasn't been making shots for himself, so. Now he's taking shots away from Wiggins, who has been pretty efficient this year. Um, so, yes, they, they got to figure that. Wiggins has to figure that out. But I don't know if Clay's going to, like, I don't know if Clay, I mean, he's defiant when it comes to number of attempts. You know I what mean, I mean? He said he'll never slow down because, right. all, I mean, he's, he just, he flat out said it doesn't matter if he's missing, he's going to keep shooting. And it, it leads to, I think, what does play off of last night's game. And this is something we talked about, I don't know, months ago. But the one concern that I had for Clay Thompson coming back, it, it just big picture, is 
are there time does there come a point where he clearly isn't who he has been in the past and on a on a night here or there maybe he's not one of your best five players to finish a game and i think last night was the first night where for that night he wasn't and yet he still got his minutes at the end of the game. And I understand why he's just coming back. You're like, like now's not the time to be pulling him out, you know, right. because he's not having a good night. And Gary Payton, the second is, but what if last night was game two of the second round of the playoffs? And you know, it just, and that's, and that's the thing where it just, if there's a problem, it's a hey, clay's going to be out there because he's clay but he's not clay. And then you've got another player on that particular night that might give you a better shot to win. Again, last night's the first night it really came up, but it was something that I had marked as he returned as a potential for, for some trouble for the warriors. And this isn't, this isn't going anywhere. I mean, he's still at the low end of his minutes right now, about 23. I mean, he's got to get up to 30, probably, you know, the next, three to four weeks, I would think. So there's just more minutes that are going to be taken away from guys. And so, like, I call it the ripple effect. It affects everybody. And look, if, if Clay, I mean, if Clay Thompson's playing 30 minutes and he's taking 20 shots, but he's only making seven of them, which is where, where he's at right now, then, I mean, you got to ask the question, well, how's Clay helping you then? Because and you might be a little well, defensively okay. I don't know about you, but I his defense has been fine. I don't think it's been great. I don't. I'd rather have Peyton though. Would I rather have Peyton's defense or yeah. Clay Thompson's defense at this point? Peyton, there's no doubt about it. So and and you know the one thing about Clay too is he he always got his points without having the ball. He has it now. He has it. He's fiddle faddling a little bit. He's trying to get shots off the dribble. He used to not kind of shot hunt like that before he would he would look for his shot coming off screens catch and shoot and maybe one dribble and up but i mean he's almost a little bit of a different player um he, he almost he almost is thri not thriving but he's almost i can get my shot off against guys so i'm going to try to get my shot off against guys but they're not great shots but he can get his shot off well, I'll tell you what I see. I he's he's getting shots that maybe you'd want Wiggins to be taken. To be honest, like he's doing it in in the way Wiggins does it when he's getting to the line or he's getting to the basket or he's hitting a little a little pull up as he gets by somebody. Like the like those those shots have looked better than the three point. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many. I mean, in the percentage plays it out, but how many shots that Clay's had three-point shots where you're thinking oh that's going in and it just and it's short or it's off or it's I mean it just I mean there there have been a lot of sh and not close misses as well like ones where as soon as it leaves his hand if you're in the arena you're like well that's off like you can just tell right. and and so I don't know how much of that is him working his way back I don't know how much of that is maybe he's just not the same player. I mean, I do still think it's too early to tell that, but you know, last night was the first time that it just, it, it, it kind of hit me. 
what are you going to do? And, and it was almost as if when the game went to overtime, he was at his cap in terms right. of minutes. And I almost thought, well, okay, Clay's out. So the Warriors are actually going to win this game now because Steve Kerr is going to put Gary Payton back in. And for tonight, that's the best thing. And, and they'll win, and he sparked them. And then he went to Jordan Poole, and Jordan Poole was terrible. Yeah. And, and so now we can get into Jordan Poole, who hasn't been the same player since going to the bench, with the exception of a game, a game here and a game there. A game before Clay came back where he was on the bench when Peyton was starting. He's had, I think, one game uh, since Clay's come back, and then he played well when he started, <laughs> when, he, when Clay missed. Uh, but he's well, having a hard time getting it. Real quick about about Clay right now, and this is where, like, you know, physically he may be fine, but the reality of the situation is what we've seen so far is he's a shell of himself because he's he's a high-volume shooter who's not making shots. He does not get to the line at all. So, you know, he's, he's been to the line 10 or 11 times in six or six games, so he doesn't even get to the line two times a game. So he, he can't, you know, even a night like last night for Curry where he's 12 for 27, he goes nine for nine from the line, and that makes, you know, efficiency rise. Well, Clay doesn't do that. Um, you know, he, he doesn't make a lot of plays for anybody else. He doesn't rebound for his position. And the one thing that you could always, like, that he had value was when he guarded the opposing ones who were handling the ball. It just seemed so obvious. You know, here comes James Harden in and Clay's going to guard him. And we're like, guaranteed Harden's going to go nine for 23. You just, it was going to happen. But I don't see that at all this year. Like I haven't, I, you know, I don't, I haven't seen him match up with a point guard um, like he used to do and turn that point guard into a volume, volume shooter. Now maybe it's because he's only playing 20 minutes a game right now, but like he's got a long way to go to get back to the player he was, even if he's physically fine. Like, I, I think what we're seeing is two years of rust, really. Yeah, and, and and how long does it take for him to shake that off? And, you know, how does it impact who's playing and, and not playing as far as the, the rest of the team goes? Uh, I, I just uh, – keeping it in the back of my mind, are, are there going to be games, playoff yeah. games – where you almost have to treat him like he is a role player and not like he's Clay Thompson for this season because he's just not going to be able to work his way back into being that no-brainer that has to be out there at the, at the end of the game. I mean, is that, is that too much? I mean, no, are we- I, I also think he's, like, he's got a mindset that's not going to like that either, if, if, if you know what I mean. Um, because... You look- he looked miserable last night, by the way. I, that, that's the other part, like body language and just watching him. Like, and again, I, I don't, I'm, I'm hesitant because it's been so soon to go right. too far down this path, but he looked like a guy that knows right now he ain't the same right now. Right. And it was just weighing on him and frustrating him. And, you know, last night was, I think, the first time he didn't talk to the media after uh, a, a game, which, you know, that's fine. I mean, he didn't talk every night back in the day, but it was just, it, it, he knows where he's at and what he can and he can't do. So I do think paying attention to just how he reacts, you know, is it, damn it, I'm close, or is it, damn it, 
the things that used to work for me aren't working for me anymore. And I'm starting to worry about it a little bit. Yeah. And, and the other thing, JD, is, you know, what is it? What everybody say, say about this injury probably, you know, takes a year till you're back. And maybe that's really what we're seeing right now. And that we got to be realistic and say, Clay's not really going to be Clay. Hopefully he'll be Clay next season. Right. I mean, it, it, that might be the way it is. Not that he's useless this year, but just that, you know, his good games are going to be more spread out. He's going to have more nights where he's not efficient. Uh, maybe defensively he'll, he'll slip a little bit. So I, I, you know, it's funny. I always laugh. Oh, 80% of clay is still a bet. No, it's not. No, it's not. You, you know, clay at a hundred percent is, is what you need. I mean, he's good at 90%. But this team's got championship hopes, and he's going to have to obviously play a lot better. But but they all are. I mean, that that goes for Curry too. Jordan Poole. Let, let let's talk about him. I mean, it's he, he's the bad has been really bad. I I think so. I think so. I mean. He's worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I wonder if he, you know, the thing I think about is when they knew he was going to the bench and Iguodala would talk about, oh, we're talking to Jordan right now. He's going to, he might have less minutes, but he's going to have more opportunity in those minutes, you know. You can say whatever you want, and you can try to help the kid what, however you can. But you go from starter to the bench, it's an adjustment. It absolutely is, especially if your minutes are going to go down. And now you're playing with different players, um, especially because I do think a player like Jordan Poole in his third year is probably the first 30, 25, 30 games. He's looking, say, I'm averaging 18 a game. You know, I'm. I'm I'm the second or third option on this team, and now he's. I'm going to get paid eighty million dollars this exactly. off season. Exactly, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's maybe he's feeling a little bit of pressure. 
you know, I've always kind of thought he's going to be kind of a high volume guy just because he, he takes, takes some pretty tough shots, but I think, yeah, I mean, what, what, what would be the other reason for him to be struggling like this other than he's got to get used to coming off the bench. And, you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, I've started to hear some stuff about, well, could you possibly bring clay off? No, no, you can't bring clay off the bench. Not now at least. That's, that's, you know, it's funny. It's like, I was telling this to guru yesterday you know, Guru always say, Steiny, were, were you shocked? At no, I'm not shocked. <laughs> if Clay Thompson came off the bench, I'd be pretty shocked because I, I don't – I think they know he does not want that. I don't think – and he doesn't want it. And I, well, I, don't, I don't think that's – I don't think they want to do that. They don't want to do it. You don't have to do it now. But one thing the Warriors have had to do at times during the championship run is – make some uncomfortable decisions about who's going to start or playing right. time or what, you know, and, and Steve Kerr's waited almost to a point where it gets to a crisis point and you're down to one in a series and something's not going well. So they've, you know, Bruce Bochy with the giants would do that. Like he would, he, he had a knack for letting it play out. And I think Steve Kerr, like you let it play out to where it keeps everybody happy. But then you also know that moment where, Iguodala's got to start now, or Lincecum can't pitch anymore, or Barry Zito can't be on the roster. Like, like you, you let it go right up until the point where you can't let it go anymore, or it's going to cost you big right. time. I, I think the Warriors could find themselves in a in a place like that with, with the Clay, Pool, Wiggins, you know, Gary Payton's playing well on a given night dynamic, right? Well, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, they got off to that great start. And the re one of the big reasons they got off to the great start was because Poole was terrific. Wiggins was terrific. Peyton second was absolutely terrific. And they're not playing nearly as well right now, whether that's because Clay's coming back. I don't know. But, you know, one thing before we – I think – I don't know how much time we got. But uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about was the not fouling on the three last yeah. night. It's against Indiana. And I guess it sounded to me like Steve Kerr didn't tell him to foul. They were not going to foul. Yes. They, the plan was not to foul. And then I asked Kerr about not fouling. And he says, well, usually, usually I'm a fowler, but, you know, just add it to the things I, you know, it was my night to stink it up. Like, what odd. But you know what, what, like, you know, when it comes to fouling and not fouling, and now fouling has become more conventional than than not. the The reason you don't foul in that situation is because you say, "Look, can we defend the three point line one time and we win the game?" So it's almost it's almost the easy way out by not fouling because if you, you know, look, all we got to do is one defense, one rebound, it's over. Yeah. If we foul now, they're going to have to, they make two. Now we can't turn it over. We, you know, so it's, it's, it's like, and you're I also almost, the best defensive team in the league. Yeah. I, I really almost think it was like, you know what? It's Indiana. Let's just get out of here with a stop. I, I don't want over, you know what I mean? I don't. And, and it backfired. I thought it backfired. I thought two things happened. And this is why I do think it's maybe fair to say where was Gary Payton the second. 
first of all, Gary Payton II fouls a lot anyway. So he probably right. would have fouled. He probably would have, would have fouled. But Juan Toscano Anderson kind of going for a steal there. It's just dumb. And, and once he went for the steal and kind of the ball got into no man's land, that's when Curry said, well, we might be able to get a steal here. Right. And, and he got he caught. To help, and now it's over because the pacer gets it and throws it to Justin Holiday. So, like, Curry owned up to, to losing Holiday, which and he did. But Toscano Anderson's just got to stay solid there. And, and, like, but you know what? Toscano Anderson goes for steals a lot. And that's what happens. And, and you know, kind of why he would be in the game there as opposed to Peyton, I think is fair. It's a fair question. Yeah, I think I think that's the that's the what got tied up in the, in the final minute or two here was was Peyton over over JTA and then and then you he went with Pool in the overtime when Clay was out he went for so he went for offense in Clay's spot with Pool and then he went essentially with with Juan Toscano Anderson over Peyton because Iguodala was going to be out there. Just, you know, final final thought here. We've hit on Draymond. We'll we'll save James Wiseman for another uh conversation because, you know, that was a big part of the pregame storyline now. Is he still not doing contact and Steve Kerr's talking about how the schedule hasn't allowed it, but then he's he's even saying, "Hey, there's been times we've thought things were going to happen and then they don't, and then I got to come out and Right. It looks like I'm not telling the truth, essentially. And uh, there's some stuff going on I, yeah. within the organization right now. They're just trying to, I think, get everything back on the same page. Uh, final thing is just Kerr and that, and, and that dynamic. And then him, it felt like last night was a little more than a head coach coming in and falling on the sword, if that makes sense. Like, I thought it was a... It wasn't, it was, yeah, I stunk tonight. I didn't have him ready to play tonight. Like it was a, to me, it was almost as if Steve Kerr knew that he was going to maybe get a little bit of heat from somebody for losing that game in a way. What if I told you that, and I, I didn't think of this right away, but it's just kind of the way, like, I'll never forget talking to Otis Smith about the media, a former player. And I'm like, you guys don't really care. I mean, who cares what we write? And he, I'll never forget. He's like, dude, it matters. They pay, it's paid attention to, then people react to it. And what I'm getting at is I think Kerr was feeling some, some kind of way about having those guys playing baseball the day before the Pacers game. And saying, you know what, we, we need a little break. Let's hit home runs at the Chase Center because the Pacers lost last night. Or the Pacers won last. You know what I mean? And I yeah, think, I think you might have felt that a little bit, even though that's kind of thought it was a little harmless. But when you're not winning, then you can look at something like that. Yeah, like it was a bad look, and he knew it was going to come back on that night to bite him. And you know right. what? You're right. There were a few people immediately as he comes out and says, "I didn't have him ready to play." that you know quoted that tweet and it's clay thompson launching one you know in the bowl of of chase center uh, you know as they're you know playing home run derby so i do and, and i think look you know there is this expectation i think now fair or unfair and i think the expectations and we'll wrap it this way i think the expectations for this team have been lifted by the 18 and 2 start right 
but I think it's also still at the, at maybe a little bit too high of a level for not having Draymond. Like like them. Look, I didn't think they were going to lose to Indiana, but when you hear Draymond's not playing the whole homestand, and you look at some of the teams that they're playing maybe next week. Right. I'm I'm I'll be dead honest with you. I'm thinking at that point maybe they're going to go four and three in this homestand, and that's not a crazy thing. Where I still feel like there's a there's a disconnect with the fans and maybe the media that, Hey, this team should be winning six out of seven or all seven period, even without Draymond because they're that good. And, and I think when you lose a game like last night, everybody gets a little bit more outraged than maybe they should given the team that, that they are without Draymond final, final thought on that. We'll call it a, we'll call it a day. I think, yeah, I think JD, um, it's just an entirely different team without Draymond Green. And he is just so valuable to this team and to a lesser degree so valuable to Curry, particularly offensively. It's, it's, why, we, it's why five years ago we, we would have debates. They can't win it without Draymond Green. And they also can't trade him, right? Exactly. Well, and also you can't like it's, – it's obvious now. They, they cannot win it without Draymond Green. The other guy who's been pretty bad has been Iguodala um, lately. And, you know, what did he play last night? 30-plus? He was better last night, and he was another one that he came in in the finishing lineup, and it oh, was it him or Peyton? And then JT, like, there was a lot of that, and I, I asked Kerr about that, too, and he said, well, it's tough to find the right combinations right now, but he, but he also filed that under – I stunk up the joint. I'm the reason we lost. So stay tuned, as they say. Uh, the games are coming rapid fire, and, and they got some more difficult opponents coming into chase after this Houston game. Uh, so, you know, Utah and Dallas and, and the Nets are going to be in. So it, it, the way the Warriors react over the next week, uh, I, I think, is going to is going to be a pretty significant tell as to, all right, where where is this season headed now? Are they are they a one seed or are they still trying to stay in the top four uh, right. in, in the second half? So good stuff, my man. We'll, we'll talk again next yeah. week for Matt Steinmetz. I'm John Dickinson, another uh, Warriors Weekly in the books. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.